guy with a face. You're in a full circle again. What's he in? I did know that. We fabricate relations. relations. Well, next to somebody. Three degrees of separation. Cogs have started turning. In Hollywood. Hollywood cast connection. Welcome back, everybody, to the Hollywood Cast Connection, the game where we fabricate relation through degrees of separation. My name's Sam. I'm going to be your host for today. Uh, joining me, as always, is Paul. I told you last game that I was going to drop all of the introductory terms there. So <laughs> you are no longer cohort co-host brother. You're just Paul. So Paul's here. What's going on, Paul? I'm good. I can't say I'm disappointed, but you know, I don't want any of the listeners to be. So maybe I'll have to start picking it up when uh, <laughs> when I'm hosting. But I'm doing good. It's been a crazy week, but I'm glad to uh, to be here and play a game, kind of get away from it all for a little while. It has been a crazy week, not only work wise, but just seems like the state of the world has been a little <laughs> insane <laughs> yeah. lately with all the craziness that's going on. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited to uh, play a game with you, too. I'm excited to host this game uh, with the guest that we have for today. The guest that we have is uh, someone that I am a huge fan of, and um, he finally responded to me after me sending multiple letters to his house and <laughs> Polaroids and things from him at the gym. Uh, <laughs> he is one of the hosts of one of my favorite podcasts, Hey Riddle Riddle, and he's also uh, a voice actor on another podcast called Hello from the Magic Tavern. Both great programs. We have with us on the recording today, Mr. Adel Rafai. What is going on today, Adel? Ooh, not too much. Just uh, just waking up and recording podcasts. Typical day in the Rafai household. <laughs> exactly. That's all you do every day, pretty much. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. <laughs> also, and I also go to the gym and work out so hard, which is working out those Polaroids. I'm exactly. such I'm such a gym rat. Because <laughs> all the gyms in Chicago are open currently, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Are you, As a uh, podcaster, I'm exclusively focused on my body. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, uh, it pays off for the full audio medium there. Mm -hmm. um, well, I know who you are and I know who your shows are. Um, because I am a huge fan again. Hey, Riddle Riddle is oh, one of the ones you. that as as soon as I heard it, I uh, went all the way through the entire back catalog and uh, have loved every minute of it. So, Oh, that's awesome. Thanks so much. And I know you're also an improviser there in the Chicagoland area, and you have some affiliation with the IO Theater and some other mm -hmm. things. So mm -hmm. do you want to tell everybody a little bit more about who you are or where they can find your shows and things like that? Um, yeah, so just uh, improviser, podcaster, director, writer in Chicago. Been here for, for uh, I don't know, 15 years or something like that. And um, yeah, I, I, I uh, perform improv with World News Tonight. Um, do a lot of like corporate improv, which is like using improv to help uh, businesses kind of bond and train and, and um, just have more uh, connectivity and collaboration in, in use, which is, which is fun. Um, That's very interesting. Yeah, which I, I really enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's about it. I mean, you can find podcasts wherever podcasts are found. I think that's something that's been said a million times. So Yeah, <laughs> everyone knows where to find podcasts, yeah. just wherever you find them. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I do know on your uh, on the one podcast that I don't know if you consider it your main podcast, but Hey Riddle Riddle is the one that I know you from the most. You guys have a live show coming up in January, correct? Oh, yeah. Thank you for the reminder. We have one January. I believe it's January 22nd. It's a Friday at I believe it's 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can find tickets if you go to headgum.com slash live. You should be able to grab tickets. I think tickets are 12 bucks, something like that. We're going to do like a 90 minute live show. We did one in October. Turnout was great. Show was it was so nice just to be able to do something in this uh, these strained and strange times <laughs> for sure. uh, unprecedented times so yeah if you want to check that out please do yeah absolutely i um i haven't had a chance to catch any of your live shows in person in chicago again mm -hmm. i'm failing as a stalker but quarantine what are you gonna do <laughs> so but I have, I have seen some of your videos um i saw one of your world news videos on youtube and then i thought oh, you, nice. you and aaron did garbage or something so we did was, a two person show we've yeah. done two or three of them um Mostly in Kalamazoo, I believe. Okay. Um, but yeah, we we have a two person show called Garbage, which is uh, Aaron Keefe and I. Who yeah. Aaron Keefe is just the absolute funniest. Yeah, everyone on the show is very funny uh, on Hey Riddle Riddle, and it's not. I mean, it's a podcast about riddles, but you guys were mainly using the riddles as 
as fodder for improv, right? To create these scenes. So. The, we we started, uh, we were like, we're going to do, well, I said, because I kind of put it all together, but I was like, I want to do a riddle podcast because I love lateral thinking problems. I love riddles. Sure. And pretty soon we realized there's a finite amount of riddles. <laughs> And, and even more so, there's a finite amount of good riddles. Right. Most so, of them are terrible. <laughs> most of them are terrible. Uh, and most of the answers are like egg, cloud, shadow. Like right. that's the answer. That's the answer to 99.9% of riddles. Whisper. Yeah. Your whisper. soul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, a watermelon, a cactus. Uh, so I feel like we are, um, yeah, anymore the riddles are just a catalyst for us to kind of goof around and do improv and, and just have discussions sure um, but we still we still pepper in the riddles here and right. there yeah, yeah definitely we rely heavily <laughs> yeah we rely heavily on listener submitted riddles nowadays where yeah. people make their own or it's just kind of a creative endeavor for them so um so we're going to continue that for now but uh yeah it's it's a uh, it's a good time yeah um if any of our listeners have any suggestions for riddles uh you can email them to adult at hrrpodcast at gmail.com not hr yes, podcast which is a running joke <laughs> <laughs> which goes straight to jpc <laughs> yeah, he's the human resources department there uh excellent well um adult so that you can learn how to play the game i'm going to play an audio drop now that puts the rules in so here we go here's how the hollywood cast connection is played each game consists of two regular rounds and a special features round designed by the host each regular round, we run our range, yes, our random actor name generation engine, which returns two random actor names. Players must then connect the two actors from the range to each other via actors they appeared alongside in films. Players can use any feature-length film, whether animated or live action. Each completed cast list is worth 10 points. Each round, we also draw an action card. There are a variety of action cards that provide players with opportunity for additional points each round. Point values vary by action card. The goal of the game is to get to at least 60 points because we're clever and six degrees looks like six O, which looks like 60. All right, and now that we know how to play, we are going to go ahead and addle. If you're ready, we're gonna run our range and get our actor names. Great. And the range has spoken, as Scott Grimes once said, which I'm going to steal now and use in every episode. <laughs> and the two names that we got back, uh, the first name is an actor that is very well known, not only in the fantastic movies that he's been in, but also from some TV appearances. We're going to try to connect on the front end, Alec Baldwin, to uh, a guy on the second side who is mostly known for, you know, really long dramatic retellings of Jane Austen novels um, <laughs> and that is uh, Colin Firth so we're looking to get Alec Baldwin to Colin Firth um, which doesn't seem like it's going to be terrible but before we start working that out let's go ahead and get ourselves an action card so we can know what we need to put in between sound speed roll camera take one how do you feel about Alec Baldwin and Colin Firth there Adel? Well, my favorite movie of all time is Beetlejuice. So, uh, big Alec Baldwin fan. Uh, sure. We'll leave his personal life out of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoy his work. Absolutely, yeah. And Colin Firth as Beetlejuice was fantastic. So, just oh, so <laughs> such a polite Beetlejuice, and so just kind of a stammering, like, uh, oh, 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 oh dear, don't say my name three times. <laughs> Uh, that's a remake we all need that we didn't know we needed. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, and the action card that we got back uh, that we are going to try to get as many as we can in between, which is going to be stupid for this action card. Um, we're looking for movies with dinosaurs. Oh, so man. let's connect Alec Baldwin to Colin Firth <laughs> with as many dinosaur movies, or I guess just movies with dinosaurs. They don't necessarily have to be dinosaur movies as you can mm -hmm. in the middle. Uh, if you guys are ready, go ahead and get started. So I know I said the uh, Jane Austen dramatic retelling, but he is known for other things than that, Colin Firth. He's a pretty versatile guy. Um, some action movies even, and some thrillers. Some some of my favorite movies. Yeah. Actually, my favorite, one of my favorite lines ever spoken in a movie was spoken by Colin Firth. Oh, nice. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Alec Baldwin has that trademark voice. 
I like on uh, 30 Rock when he and Will Arnett were competing for the job and Liz Lemon says they can have a talking like this contest. (laughs) (laughs) Dinosaur movies. I think I'm ready. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure I am. Also, I was going to wait to see if I ended up with more time because I kind of cut it short. I was trying to get another one in there, but I've got two. So Right on. And Adel, you said you're good to go as well. Awesome. Did you get any dinosaur movies in there? Kind of. Kind of? Okay. Well, since uh, since you're our guest, we'll let you run through your list first since you guys are both done now. What'd you come up with? So here's what I have. So trying to connect Alec Baldwin to Colin Firth. I have Alec Baldwin was in The Departed, um, which also starred Leonardo DiCaprio, who was in Revolutionary Road, uh, also starring, uh, who I believe was nominated for an Academy Award for this film, Michael Shannon. Oh, yeah. Who played the villain in Shape of Water. Yeah. Which Shape of Water? Was that thing a dinosaur? <laughs> it's a anthropomorphic <laughs> reptilian thing. Yeah, right? Maybe. <laughs> so Mike Shannon was the villain in Shape of Water, which starred a star-turning performance by one Sally Hawkins. Sally oh, Hawkins, yeah. of course, from Paddington 2. The villain in Paddington 2 was Hugh Grant who starred in Bridget nice. Jones' Diary with Colin Firth. Oh, that's fantastic. I also have, I just came up with a real fun idea. I think Hugh Grant and Colin Firth should do a sort of uh, two-person act called Who's on Firth? <laughs> and it's just two Brits, and they're like, oh, oh, bother, baseball players have such silly names. <laughs> I think uh, that would be very fun. Or they could do a... Uh... After Dark remake of that called Hughes on Firth, which Ooh. might be a little bit oh. <laughs> risky. Oh my God. Hughes on Firth. How are we not? Drop everything. Let's forget about this podcast. We just made a million dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Call your agent. We'll get this thing going. <laughs> well, that's great. Paul, what are your thoughts on counting Shape of Water as a. Uh... Yeah, sure. I'll give it to him. He's a fish man, right? Sure, sure. Might as well be a dinosaur. Thank you. Fish are dinosaurs. <laughs> Birds are dinosaurs, right? And we have Everything's to, I, a dinosaur. And I'm so sorry. I should get double points because, of course, Paddington, you know, bear, bears is dinosaurs. No, I, I won't push I won't push that. <laughs> is he a saber-toothed teddy bear mm-hmm, or something? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Wow. Awesome. Well, you get 10 points for making the connection in the first place, and then you get an additional five for throwing in that fish man. Mm-hmm. So you're at 15 points at the end of round one. Of course, we do try to get to at least 60 points in this game, which is going to be totally doable. Um, that's a very respectable score at the end of round one. Boy, and uh, now we're going to kick it over to Paul to see what he came up with. Okay, so Alec Baldwin played a horrible muffin-topped white-haired guy in the uh... – the Mike Myers Cat in the Hat, <clears throat> oh, okay. which had uh, Spencer Breslin as the There's kid. no way to check that because I don't know anybody who saw that movie. <laughs> I saw it. I know that really? he was in it. Yeah. I could not name, uh, I, not a single person I've met in my in my 38 years on this planet has anyone I know seen that movie. Yeah. Really? The Cat in the Hat? Yes. Did you, uh, did you see it too? I think I've seen parts of it. Isn't John Travolta's wife in that movie? That or? can't be right. It's it's pretty bad. It's it's, <laughs> it's not good. Terrible. I feel like you two are just like making fun of me now. You're just like, you're if just he saying... hasn't seen it, just say there was a dinosaur in that movie. <laughs> isn't, isn't De Niro in that? <laughs> he is. Uh, it's yeah, Dakota Fanning, Kelly Preston, Alec Baldwin, Spencer Breslin, Sean Hayes. Come on, Sean Hayes is in that movie. It can't be that bad. Dan Castellaneta from The Simpsons. <laughs> It's pretty bad. Anyway, um, so Spencer Breslin was in another movie that uh, Adel hasn't seen, Zoom, with Tim Allen. Uh, Is that a movie? It is. It's like Zoom? Superhero school or something, right? Yeah. Okay, the jig is up, you two. It's, Did you, are you on here to, like, gaslight me? Come on, these aren't <laughs> real movies. Zoom? Yeah. You're just looking on... at your computer screen and you're just reading off Yeah, the see. title of the yeah. app here. <laughs> Who was in a movie called Skype? Who was in a movie called... Uh, John C. Riley was in Microsoft Documents. So... <laughs> exactly. Uh, I would say it's the same class as uh, Cat in the Hat. It's the kind of movie that Spencer Breslin would be in. So. Sure. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I don't know. Is that Abigail's brother? That is yes. her brother, yes. Yep. Okay. Um, anyway, Tim Allen was in Toy Story 2. 
which had a dinosaur. It does, yeah. Um, but Wayne Knight played Big Al in mm-hmm. Toy Story 2. Was it yeah. Big Al or just Al? or Al's the, Toy Barn. The chicken yeah. guy. And Wayne Knight was in... finding a dinosaur movie with Wayne Knight. Right? <laughs> like uh, Jurassic Park, maybe? <laughs> Barbasol. With uh, Samuel L. Jackson, okay. who was in The Kingsman with Colin Firth. Oh, yeah, he was in the first Kingsman movie. He mm-hmm. was the bad guy. Yep. I had a problem with how much they made the villain in the first Kingsman movie look like uh, Spike Lee. <laughs> 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 He's got the beret and the glasses. Oh, yeah. And didn't he have like a lateral lisp? Yeah, I think he, he did. did. Yeah, yeah, it's just did. a weird like. I, I feel combination. Like, I feel like he's like, I'll take the role if I can just do whatever I want. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. That or Matthew Vaughn really has some beef with Spike Lee, and he just wrote it into the into the yeah. role to like it's, call him it's out. So, it's so funny how all the fights take place uh, courtside at the Knicks game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> really wild choice. Yeah. Why did you cast Reggie Miller in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's excellent. With Toy Story 2 and Jurassic Park, famously starring Wayne Knight, uh, you picked up 10 extra points in addition to the 10. So you are at 20 points at the end of round one. It is Paul 20 to Adel 15. And we're going to take one quick break before round two. All right. And we are back from that very quick break. How was everyone's break, Adel? Was it productive for you? Just fantastic. Took a quick little power nap, and I am feeling rejuvenated. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm jealous. Paul's Paul's been fighting sleep the entire time he's been here, so he's like chugging caffeine right now, and he's just shaking his head about your power nap. So. Yeah. I was telling Sam at some point, due to quarantine, I feel like my brain is like a pound of roast beef in the sun. So, <laughs> so this is uh, I, I I very much expect to lose. So at this point, it's just a matter of how much I lose by. <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised. There's there's an opportunity for a lot of points in the uh, in the final round there, um, which I think you'll enjoy. But I'm not going to give too much of that away. Um, we do have one more regular round to get to before we go to that final piece. So let's go ahead and run the range a second time. Run, running the range. <laughs> Where are the deer and the antelope? Yeah, deer and the cantaloupe, right? Cantaloupes. Cantaloupe. It's uh, the Marshall Mathers remix of that song. Yes. <laughs> what rhymes with antelope? Cantaloupe. Good job. <laughs> oh, it does make that sound. Uh, oh, this is going to be a pretty good range. I feel like uh, this one actually might not be too bad. Uh, the two actors that we got back, one guy who makes cameos in pretty much every movie that I don't think we've had on the end of the range before, uh, Mr. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Uh, very ubiquitous name and face uh we're trying to connect matt damon to another guy who's been around forever and been in pretty much everything uh john goodman paul's already got his thinking are they not co-stars oh are they are they in a movie together well we have mon versus man damon goodman good man good man matt damon damon good good mon uh, I don't think they are in a movie together. If we think of it down the road, we'll adjust accordingly. But while we're trying to figure that out, I'm going to go ahead and get ourselves the next action card. Here we go. Sound. Sound speed. Okay, it was brought to our attention that John Goodman <laughs> and Matt Damon are both in Monuments Men, but we're going to let it ride uh, rather than run a new range. So just don't use Monuments Men as your connection, uh, which wouldn't yeah. actually help you, but uh, because the action card that we got back is Movies Where the Earth is in Danger. Hmm. So try to connect Matt Damon to John Goodman using Movies Where the Earth is in Danger, not Movies Where the Firth is in Danger, which would probably be <laughs> Hughes on Firth. But... <laughs> Just I, 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 I beg your pardon. I, I don't mean to be rude, but I'm asking you, Hughes on Firth, uh, bother. <laughs> we got to do this. It's going to be good. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and get this round started. In danger of uh, blue furry monsters? Oh, boy. No. The children of the world? I don't think you can argue that Monsters, Inc. is the Earth in danger. Oh, man. <laughs> Monuments Men is all about uh, all of the art in danger in uh, 
like World War II bombings and stuff. That's you what can't they're, spell Earth without art. They're trying to preserve it. Yeah, that's true. That was, of course, Art Linklater's famous catchphrase. A uh, little, uh, little conceited there. <laughs> the whole Earth, like, that's, it's very limiting. Like, if we don't end up with most of the same eh. movies on our list, it's going to be surprising to me. I may be a little lax on it. If you can prove that part of the Earth was in danger, I don't know. How often is the well, entire How Earth much in is part? I mean, it's so subjective. What about, uh, like, if the world was in danger of an economic collapse because of years and years of uh mortgage fraud <laughs> like a bubble that affected that was... the whole world right so adel when it uh when it comes to riddles and puzzles and lateral thinking problems do you have a favorite kind of riddle or situation that presents itself is it the rhyming ones or the short ones or the long ones or the deep ones Ooh. Or the... i mean my favorite my two favorites are probably wordplay anything okay. to do with like puns or wordplay and then also i really enjoy this sort of um not to where it's too hard but anything that's like out, like thinking outside the box sure so like my favorite riddle and i think we do this like episode two or i, I think it's even in the, the theme song <laughs> okay. by arnie parrot but my favorite riddle is like there's a cabin uh, uh oh, in the woods fine. there's you know 20 people who are dead inside the cabin um it's there's snowing no tracks yeah. it's snowing on the ground there's no tracks leading in or out of the cabin they didn't uh there was no like gas there was no poisoning how did these people die right and the whole thing is that it's a it's a cabin of an airplane, so it's right. like a crash in the woods. So anything that's like, the if you if you you should be able to suss out an answer. That to me is a good riddle. It's not so like I dislike trivia in terms of like you either know like what year did right. the <laughs> United States you know yeah. uh, elect uh, Spiro Agnew? And it's like you either know that or you don't. There's no right. right? But I really enjoy anything where it's like the longer you chew it, the longer you mull it over. There's yeah. a chance at it. Sure. Um, so, so any of those sort of, I, I think that's what you would call, I guess, lateral thinking problems. Right. Those are, those are my favorite. That's excellent. Uh, do you like riddles at all? Yeah. I like those, the, those kind as well. All the ones that you mentioned are in the theme song. They're the cabin of the airplane. The doctor was oh, yeah. the mother The <laughs> oh, yeah. stood on a block of ice, stabbed him with an icicle. Those are the, uh, what was it? Is a polar bear and he's at the North pole, right? Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> those type of things. Um, just kind of like what what I tell people this show is, right? Because there's a lot of trivia games, right? The Jeopardies of the world and things like that. Where, like you mentioned, it's just what you know. You know what you know. This game kind of takes trivia in a different direction as well, uh, where it's not necessarily a lateral thinking problem, but you're really, you're kind of building the question around the answer that we gave you. I feel like nothing is more based on what you actually know than this game is. <laughs> well, I, I, this is a good one because it's like, I, I do enjoy this because it's it's something where you probably do know it. You just need to you just need to like step on the gas a little bit. Yep. Because there's the cool thing about this is like there's no it's not like what year this is like there are 45 <laughs> answers out there. And or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yeah, exactly. It's more like chess of like what moves do you make and how what path exactly. do you take? Yeah. So I, I do enjoy this game. That's awesome. We are glad. And then corporate improv, that's something I've never heard of. Is that, like, is that a common thing that people do? Or It's common for, it's basically, um, in all reality, it's basically like the one true way for improvisers to make money. Because okay. like when you're performing at theaters, you either don't get paid or you get paid very little. Right. So the corporate improv is like, you know, that's, you can make a living off of it. So it's like I do 20 to 30 gigs a, a year with corporate improv and it's wow. like, you go into so like I go to I've worked with like uh, Boeing, okay. And it's like I work with all these engineers for three hours, and I'm like, here are the skill sets that uh, improv flexes. Here's how they might apply to what you do. So and, and it's um, putting them through exercises and putting them in in some it, it, very very simple. Like we don't have we're not like <laughs> uh, you are you're two are at a doctor's office. Go do a scene. <laughs> right, exactly. we're, it's it's very much like here's a one word game that you two play with each other, and okay. then we stop and we debrief and we're like. How did that feel? What were the struggles? What were the successes? Gotcha. What is what does that mean to collaborate with someone else? How can we best set someone up for success? How do we 
avoid judgment of other people's ideas and sure. you know it's 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 a lot of simple human behavior stuff that's awesome. it's just basically how to be a good person and how to how to respect others around you but uh corporations love it yeah because because so. yeah because it's it's helpful but at the same time everyone i've never met a single person who works at an office who doesn't think that they're like the funny person right <laughs> so it's also like they get a chance to be like you know it's like class clown my wife and it's like oh <laughs> yeah a nice one dude um so <laughs> so it's it's also like a release for them to be like sure. i'm in a situation where i can thrive and obviously they fall on their face but it's sure, uh, right. it's it's entertaining <laughs> i would wonder yeah. though if corporations use that maybe as a not to identify candidates for positions but maybe to identify people who are like not team players right like if someone is oh yeah truly failing at an exercise like that or not participating then it's like why oh yeah you on the team right so yep yeah. there yeah there's every once in a while you get someone who where it's just like arms folded like just picking holes in everyone's <laughs> ideas and, and you the more they do it the whole group is like using them as an example of what not to sure. do where it's like what did we notice and they're like well i noticed that bill is like really coming down on everyone so so i think it is there's also a chance it's also a, a a slight opportunity for people to be like passive aggressive towards right and then call, and then call that out so it's just it's really fascinating it's like a, it's like a social experiment yeah, yeah i like that a lot and i have half of them act as wardens and half of them act as prisoners and we put them in a real prison and see what happens <laughs> so you teach at stanford is what you're saying that's exactly yeah exactly right <laughs> okay. uh i think i'm ready oh cool Adel thinks he is ready. Uh, Paul, my, since uh, since Adel went first last time, and you'll be going first this time, do you want to talk us out where you're at? Yeah, I'm feeling like if I continue on my current path, my list is going to be really, really long. Um, <laughs> it happens. In I had so much trouble, which you saw in my face. I was very angry at myself because I spent so much time trying to get out of Avengers Endgame, like. <laughs> more directions possible than any other movie and i was like well that's ah. one of the ones what adel was saying where there's truly like 45 options to go on that one yeah so just because of the amount of people that are in it right and i finally got out of it but i there's another movie i really want to get in here but i feel like if i'm going to make it work it's going to be too much so i may have to which side did you start on <clears throat> i started with um john goodman i'm trying to get back to matt damon but i want to put another world danger earth danger movie in there okay and i'm actually at brandon ruth now if you know who brandon ruth is i do you may know where i'm going with that superman right oh i was gonna say he was scott pilgrim versus he was the bass player in scott pilgrim yeah I love out of his two movies where it's like he plays the most iconic superhero character of all time or the he basis. has a five minute cameo. As the <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong in terms of quality of movie. Sure. Scott Pilgrim is a way better movie. Oh, absolutely. Yep. We were just talking actually when Paul first came over about how Edgar Wright was initially slated to direct the Ant-Man movie. Oh, yeah. That would have been. I wonder how different it would have been than what we actually got from a movie there. But Yeah. yeah would have been i mean ant-man was still good and 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 funny it was peyton reed is that right who directed it i'm not sure actually wrote, directed i think yeah you would know more than i do um i kind of wonder if it would be <laughs> if it would have been more like something like the boys right where do you watch the boys at all on amazon yeah um it's it's like action and funny but kind of gross it's got all the elements of a Shaun of the dead or a hot fuzz and also simon Pegg. so yeah yeah <laughs> it's got edgar wright written all over it what do you think it's so far paul you got to brandon ruth and ralph ruth and what uh i used both of those movies that oh, okay. you mentioned i really am like bent on including this other movie in there i'm almost there i i think if i ignore that so, Adel, does oh. Arnie write all of the music for your show? Uh, yeah. We... Including Adel Refai's Hundy Dollar Giveaway. <laughs> well, that's something where, um, so, like, I wrote the lyrics for that and then okay. was like, so, so it's basically starting with the theme song. I was like, here's what I want the theme song to be. Here are the reference points. Here's the style. And, sure. and, I, and I give, like, three or four songs along the way of, like, something, along, you know, with this, this 
backdrop and this yeah. moment and this sound quality and this, this instrument. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. So I think um, we, we help produce it and then we pass it on to Arnie and he makes it magic. So that's um, amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, there's a, an abundance of talent in the Chicago improv. Absolutely. Community. Yeah. Just Chicago in general. It seems like the last several people that we've talked to on the show have been from Chicago. Neil Fisher oh, is awesome. a filmmaker there. Um, some yeah. of the guys from Eek, which I know Eek is also an improv group up there, but they have uh, they do movies and things up there as well. So they just came out with a new cool. um, Chris Guest style mockumentary movie, and we had them on and talked to them about it. So that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, where where are you two located? We're in Texas. We're in DFW. So I live in Fort Worth, and he lives over on the Dallas side. But nice. Are you by chance place? by chance basketball fans? Uh, I like basketball. Paul probably knows more about basketball than I do, but yeah. I just got back. So I used to be obsessed and then, and then like midway through high school, I just stopped watching and caring about basketball. And then I, this year I was like, I have nothing else to do. I'm going to get back into basketball. And I'm like, Bulls will be my team for sure. Cause they were when I was a kid. Um, cause I grew up in like the Jordan era. Um, but then, but the Bulls weren't in the bubble. So I was like, I don't know who to root for. (laughs) And I saw one Mavs game and I'm like, and I didn't know anything surrounding Luka Doncic. Like, I, oh, I knew yeah. nothing about him. Like, I hadn't heard the buzz. I hadn't heard whatever. And just watching him, I'm like, holy crap. This is like <laughs> this is like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird rolled into one Absolutely. 20-year-old. 21-year-old kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I was, I was like, this is the most exciting player I've seen in 20 years. So immediately, I was like, absolutely a Mavs fan. And That's so awesome. I watched all their games. And then I was like, oh, Porzingis is amazing. Trey Burke is like a little speedster who puts up big points yeah. Boban is just like a friendly giants so like <laughs> I, i'm obsessed with the mavs like i'm that's awesome yeah i'm very excited to to support them yeah luca is uh pretty popular in dallas almost as popular as luca's mom because she, oh she I, gets on twitter i've here. seen i've seen a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah that's outstanding <laughs> okay i um i did it i'm done and i managed to get the movie in there Nice. That I was trying to get. And it was right under my nose the entire time. <laughs> you saw me when I went, ah! Oh! It was like, he, uh, duh. took off his headphones, went into his mind palace, has emerged victorious. <laughs> let's, yeah. uh, let's see what Paul came up with. All right. We'll see how many of these you want to count. So I started with John Goodman, uh, who I connected to Steve Carell in Evan Almighty, which was like the bad Bruce Almighty sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole thing is they're trying to stop a flood from like destroying the whole place where they are. Sure. So I don't know if you'd count that. It's as a potential Earth danger. We'll we'll see what else you come up with. Uh, <laughs> Steve Carell to Paul Rudd in Dinner for Schmucks. Paul Rudd to Brie Larson in Avengers Endgame, where the Earth is in danger. Sure. Uh, Brie Larson to Brandon Ruth in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Brandon Ruth to Kate Bosworth in Superman Returns, which I would say is the Earth in danger because Lex Luthor is trying to like cut out half of it. So I didn't see it, but I assume the world's always in danger in a Superman movie. Yeah. He's my least favorite superhero just because right. he never loses. So anyways. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, we can get into that later. Um, <laughs> Kate Bosworth was in Remember the Titans with Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. who played Malcolm X in Malcolm X, and his son, John David Washington, was a student at... He showed up in that movie at, oh, really? at the school. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know he was in that. Uh, and who he did, was can in, I ask, who did Kate Bosworth play in Remember the Titans? She was... Uh, Gary Bertier's girlfriend. I love you, sugar. She was the one who was making him yeah. say sugar. Gotcha, the, uh, gotcha, gotcha. The white... Was he a quarterback? No, he was a defensive guy. The dude who got... Who, the, uh, the guy who in, the car in the car wreck yeah. at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. She was the girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, so John David Washington was in Tenet, Where the World is in Danger. Oh, I will spoiler. say no more. <laughs> uh, with Michael Caine, who was in Dark Knight Rises with Christian Bale. Uh, and I picked Rises specifically because of the nuclear thing. I don't know if you'd want to count that either. Rises? Uh, I think I'll put You're- it in the Evan Almighty category for now. If I may have uh, a voice or a say, um, oh, Colin. If I remember correctly, in Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> yeah, if I remember correctly, in Dark Knight Rises, um, the city being blown up is Pittsburgh, and um, <laughs> I think we can all agree that if one city deserves to go, it's Pittsburgh. So <laughs> there's no danger. Fr- 
no fries on their sandwiches fries on their sandwiches <laughs> bye-bye take care so i think i don't think the world's in danger i think the world is better off <laughs> oh, that's a hot take there Oy. let's go on the uh on the jacket for this episode here <laughs> what, what we, the world we, is better off without pittsburgh <laughs> what are we what are we losing here yingling that's about it <laughs> the steelers uh hold on Leanne Ford is from Pittsburgh. I love Leanne mm-hmm. Ford. Uh, Andy Warhol's childhood home. Oh, what are we doing? Come on. The Homeless Gospel Choir. They're from Pittsburgh. <laughs> Dan Marino's College. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> All right, carry on. Where are we at now? Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Christian Bale. Okay. Who was in uh, Ford v Ferrari with Matt Damon? So. Oh, Ford v Ferrari. Okay, so I have three for sure's. And then two possible maybes, which are Evan Almighty and The Dark Knight Rises, where there's definitely entire cities in danger. So Yeah. I mean, he was going to – it was going to – am I remembering wrong? The nuclear thing, if it was to go off, would have wiped out like half the people in America at least, wasn't it? Or was it just Gotham City specifically? I don't know. The thing he dropped into the ocean at the end. Um, I don't think I don't think one nuclear bomb would take out half of America. That seems... I mean, it was like a – what was it? Was it, it was even... underneath the city. I'm not really sure. It was underneath, like, Heinz Field, right? It was in the football stadium? It wasn't in Pittsburgh. <laughs> it was in New York Wait. City, wasn't it? Dark Knight Rises? I thought they filmed in Pittsburgh. Isn't it take place in Heinz Field? I might, I might there, be. There's a stadium. They may have filmed it there, but right. Gotham City is, I mean, historically I know, New York Of course, City, of course. Right? <laughs> but, but I'm just saying they filmed in Pittsburgh. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were like saying canonically the city oh, of yeah. Pittsburgh. Gotham, yeah. Hey, hey, real quick, Gotham's Santa Fe, right? That's why. That why. That's why Batman wears all that turquoise. That's exactly it. <laughs> isn't uh, isn't that where Christian Bale is? Jack Kelly was trying to get to through the whole exactly. Newsies movie, Santa Fe. He made it. Can I just say real quick? If anybody from DC is listening, I would be honored to write Santa Fe Batman for you. If there is a Southwest Batman storyline that you want written, I am your guy. Hit me up. Perfect. Good to know. We'll put the contact details in the show notes. Um, okay, so Adam, what are your thoughts on accepting Evan Almighty and The Dark Knight Rises as Earth being in danger? Uh, I would I would vote yes for Evan Almighty. I okay. would say no for Dark Knight Rises. Okay, I mean, I'm good with that. 100%. There's a there's a bomb, but I think it just blows up the city. Not I don't think the world's in danger. Yeah. I don't think it actually blows up at all, does it? I mean the no the, he doesn't. I mean, the does, out on the one part. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. remember what the specific threat was, but it I makes sense you. that it would just be the city. Okay, cool. Well, I'm in agreement on that. Paul seems to be acceptable. We don't have to take this to court, although cool. I know you are qualified to do so mm-hmm. at all because you do have a southern lawyer voice that you do. So, but we will. And I'll, and I'll do that. I'll do that right now. Master Paul, why do we fall? So we can pick all shells back up. That's it. That's a great case, southern lawyer. Case, dis- case dismissed. You sound exactly like Matlock. It's incredible. <laughs> Uncanny. <laughs> all right. Well, Paul, you picked up 10 to, for connecting it. And then four Earth at, Dan- Earth at Risk movies, which is another 20 points. So adding 30 to your first round score gives you 50 points at the end of round two. Adel, what'd you come up with? All right, I'm going to start with Matt Damon here. With Matt Damon, we're going to go to Good Will Hunting, or as I like to call it, Good William Hunting. And, of course, in Good Will Hunting, we have one Robin Williams whose whole world is his wife who died. So <laughs> his whole world is in danger. Um, checkpoints, game match. Uh, Robin Williams, of course, famously in the movie Mrs. Doubtfire, where if this, if this weird dad gets away with this uh, uh, routine... If he gets away with his scheme, then the whole world is in danger. Right. We're setting um, a precedent that would put the world at risk. <laughs> and, of course, the whole world is at risk of a uh, drive-by fruiting, um, which is what occurs when uh, Pierce Brosnan is hit in the head with an apple or something. Um, so for Mrs. Doubtfire, we're going to Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, well, I'm not going to go Mamma Mia, which, of course, put the whole world in danger with its uh, off-key singing. But we're going to go with Goldeneye, Ooh. which I believe in Goldeneye, the whole world is in danger. Absolutely. From Sean Bean. And thank you for uh, filling in that blank. Next, from Goldeneye, we're going to go with Sean Bean. Bean or Beam? Bean, right? Bean? Bean? Like, like Mr. Bean? Like Beano? Okay. Yeah. Great. So from Goldeneye, we're going Sean Bean. 
Uh, Sean Bean, of course, uh, plays the worst character in Lord of the Rings. And in that movie, <laughs> the whole Middle Earth is in danger. I'll agree with you there. Um, Sauron. Yep. Uh in Lord of the Rings, uh, one of the better performances, and maybe what made her a star, although she was probably famous before this, was Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate Blanchett was in Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. in which um, Thor's whole world was in danger. Okay. His whole realm. Uh, whole realm, even. <laughs> um, a world realm, even. Exit, stage left. <laughs> Nagelfuss. Uh, Thor Ragnarok stars uh, one Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo Wild Wings, who is also in <laughs> Avengers, where the whole world is in danger. Agreed. Uh, Avengers also stars um, one of my favorite deadpan comedians, Mark Evan Jackson, who is in Kong Skull Island. In uh, I don't know if the world's in danger with that, but we can discuss. Um, Kong Skull Island has a appearance by one John Goodman. Oh, nice. I haven't seen Skull Island. Yeah, I didn't know that. What's the guy's name? Mark Evan what now? Jackson? Mark Evan Jackson. He you he's probably oh. best known from He's probably best known from um uh Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um isn't he the attorney in Parks and Rec too? He's Henry Winkler's attorney <laughs> who is Oh I think so. Yeah, suing yeah. Aziz Ansari for his store. Uh-huh. Uh he's also in the good place. And didn't you have um Demi from that show on your show at one point? Oh, Demi Adejube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. And we've come full circle. Um, (laughs) So you did you also have four? Am I counting that correctly? You had Avengers and Ragnarok and... GoldenEye and Lord of the Rings, if we want to count that in terms of uh, Middle Middle Earth. Middle Earth, sure. For sure. Um, That's amazing. So you get 10 for the initial connection and... 20 as well for the bonus points there which adds 30 to your original score of 45 or uh, 15 which puts you at 45 the score going into the final round is 50 for paul 45 for adult we're going to take one more quick break to let you know about our social media and we will be right back facebook instagram patreon dark credits website email hollywood Hey, it's Sam. If you are enjoying this episode and would like even more connections and trivia, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at HollywoodCastConnection. You can also join our Facebook group, The Credits, where we post daily challenges and minigames. We are also now on Patreon if you would like to support the show financially. Each Patreon level comes with unique perks, so be sure to look through all available tiers. All of this info can be found on our website, HollywoodCastConnection.com, and you can always email us at HollywoodCastConnection at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And we are back from our short little social media break. Adol did have something that he wanted to say. Um, I just wanted to apologize to everyone. Um, I assume that in the time between when I said what I said and the break, (laughs) Um, that my Twitter is blowing up with people telling me that Mark Evan Jackson was not in Avengers. (laughs) I made a mistake. I don't believe he is in Avengers. So what I'll do is I'll go uh, Mark Ruffalo to Avengers to Samuel Jackson to Kong Skull Island to John Goodman. So uh, it was all, uh, it was paid for by by big Mark Evan Jackson. (laughs) Just try and get that guy some more more, uh, notice, some more heat, (laughs) kind of signal boost his career because he's he's undervalued. Um, So check out Thrilling Adventure Hour podcast. (laughs) <laughs> good to know i uh, appreciate that correction still did it in the same amount of movies so that's great um mark evan jackson though not in avengers is historically though on second while hugh is on first so and we've brought exactly. that back exactly. around again <laughs> <laughs> uh as we have mentioned multiple times on this episode adel does a podcast with riddles and puzzles and lateral thinking problems and um, me knowing that, I was like, you know, it'd be really fun if we did a uh, special features round that was all riddles. And then I thought, now he does Ooh. riddles professionally, so he'd probably wow. hate that. But then I thought, <laughs> screw it, I've already started it, so we're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's a, that's a real overreach to say I do riddles professionally. <laughs> <laughs> You're a professional riddler, much like Please Paul don't put Dano that on my tips. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, so what I have, they're not necessarily riddles. They are kind of, um, they're rhyming trivia questions i guess you would say um, in a few different 
formats, uh, but they all are movie related since this is a movie adjacent podcast. So what I'm going to do, I've got three of these. Um, They will be worth 10 points a piece. I will read them to you guys and you can lock in independently when you think you know what it is. Um, It may be a movie. It may be a actor, a director, a film adjacent thing, but uh, I'll just read them to you if that sounds good. And then when you guys think you know what it is, just tell me you're locked in and then we'll go over the answers. Uh, All right. Well, if you guys are ready, I'm going to go ahead and read the first one. Um, I will say for all of these, I do have hints available. So if you would like a hint after I read the clue, the hints unnecessary, don't need it (laughs) too too smart for hints. Call it a shot. The hints also rhyme. So uh, they're fun anyway. So maybe I'll just read the hint as part of the clue in the first place. Your first riddle puzzle clue rhyming question is, a current that flows, not permitted to span, living leftovers, fried eggs without pan, a guard at the gate, but who has the key, then finale filled in by distended demon. Three men and a pole and a holiday theme song. What team will you reach for a much needed response? Uh, Sam, I just want to apologize. Could I please have a hint? <laughs> These are way more. Com- I thought I thought it would be like, like, <laughs> like two percent, and I'd be like milk with Sean Penn. Like, this no, was a novel. A, you just it's had. a long one. Okay, so I'll okay. I'll run through the whole thing and then I'll put the hint on the end there. A current that flows, not permitted to span. Living leftovers, fried eggs without pan. Guard at the gate. Who has the key? Then finale filled in by distended demon. Three men and a pole and a holiday theme song. What team will you reach for a much needed response? A third film with Billy before three with Arnie for an inaugural self-titled exterminator army. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're too hard. Did you I, write that? I, wrote I have, I can't even begin to guess any of this. What? Two eggs without pan. Fried eggs without pan. Yep. So eggs that are frying, but not in a frying pan. What would you call a current that flows? Money. That's not. I was thinking of money. A current that I flows that you're not allowed to span. Oh. Rapids. Rapids would be part of a a what now? A river. Sure, a river or a stream. A stream that you're not allowed to cross. So if you can't cross the stream, Ghostbusters. <laughs> Oh, third movie with Billy. It's the third movie with Bill Murray for Ivan Reitman before he did three movies with Arnold Schwarzenegger being twins, kindergarten cop and something else. Mm. Uh, Three men in a pole and a holiday theme song. They bought a firehouse and then they schmillow man. Yeah. So that was a, that was a good example for the first one. So we have two questions that are going to be worth. Yikes. Sorry, I made these too hard. Stop um, giving clues after the fact. Like, if we have to say we don't know, then you can explain it. <laughs> then you can. But okay. not before. That one seemed very difficult, though. The first one that I did was for The Martian, and it was probably actually easier to figure out than that one. Um, okay. So we're going to do two of these, and they are worth... We'll do two of these at 15 points apiece because they're so hard. So the, the one that I'm going to read, I'll let you know. This is about a person... I won't say whether they're an actor or a director or either or both. Costume um, designer. Huh? Costume, Costume designer. designer. Costume designer, right. Executive producer. Gaffer, right. Um, this one should be easier than the example that I just gave. If you guys are ready. <laughs> ready. With credits for 48 years of my life, most say my masterpiece was at age 25. Though all knew my voice, they then knew my face. And four score years later, my work stands in first place. First, Vincent from CI and Maurice both played him. Then Liev with Cromwell. Then Angus McFadden. Oh, boy. Locked in, but I don't feel good about it. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what it is from from CI. Vincent from CI. Yeah, Vincent. Uh, yeah, I, I know who it is. Paul I've thinks got, he's got, got it. Adel, you locked in first. What do you think it is? Well, clearly, this is the alien from Men in Black who says, give me sugar in water. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio in a career-ending performance <laughs> as a cockroach inside a skin suit, uh, inside an 
sorry, inside an Egger suit. Um, <laughs> now I want to watch that movie. I haven't seen that in like 40 years. Um, I, I, this is not, this is a bad answer and it's clearly wrong. All I could think of was Lincoln. I thought Daniel Day Lewis, and then it seemed like you were talking about the character Lincoln and who all played him, but I don't, I don't think that's right. Lincoln is not a bad guess. Um, Paul, what did you think it was? Um, yeah, I forgot anything that wasn't Vincent D'Onofrio, um, Liev, and, and Angus uh, McFadden. McFadden. Um, and I'm pretty sure that Orson Welles is what you're looking for. Uh, Orson Welles is the answer that I was going for there, yeah. I li- when you said voice and the 25 and I was I in my head said Orson Welles this is Orson Welles right. but I had no idea anybody played him oh yeah he's been played in movies multiple times uh because uh, I'm like oh in... citizen I'm like citizen Kane he made exactly. when he was 25 exactly. they knew his voice because of the war of the world so I had the answer <laughs> and yeah, then I walked away voice. from it because I'm like I'm like I don't think Orson Welles has been portrayed in a movie yeah but I guess he has yeah Vincent D'Onofrio and Maurice um I forgot his last name. He he's a voice actor. They both played him in Ed Wood, uh, and then Liev hmm. Liev Shriver was with James Cromwell in RKO Two Eighty or whatever that movie's called. Um, Never heard of it. Yeah, and then he he was in there was he was played by somebody else in the movie Mank most recently. Um, the David Fincher. Never seen it. So. These are all movies I haven't seen. <laughs> well, you had the right answer. You just uh, didn't didn't latch onto it there, but that's okay. We have one more of these. Paul is at. 65 and you are at 45 so on this show um on the first few episodes we played a game called my guy was where you just list occupations that an actor has played uh in different movies so that's kind of be going to be what this kind of is uh except it rhymes so i'm just going to list off a bunch of occupations that an actor has played a single actor has played in multiple movies and you just tell me who the actor is sound good mm-hmm. twice a writer twice a doctor Twice a captain, twice a king, twice Lothario, only once for the treasure, less than ethical repossessor. Sniper, soldier, former swimmer, ex-con coming to collect, silver spoon-fed, self-indulged son, identity crisis, store exec. You could probably get it on just a Um, few of those. pretty sure... I know who it is because as soon as you said twice a writer, Mm -hmm. this guy popped into my head and then the, all all the others, I don't know all of them, but several of the others seem to fit. So I'm pretty sure I know. Paul's going to lock in at all. What do you think? I I have just a wild swing of a guess, but I'll lock it in. Okie dokie. I liked the, uh, less than, uh, ethical, less than ethical repossessor. Yeah. If I know what you're talking about, (laughs) I could be totally wrong. Okay. Um, well, since you locked in first, Paul, what do you think it is? I'm pretty sure it's Bradley Cooper. Okay. What what latched you onto that? Oh, uh, because I know he's been a writer. I can't even remember what all the things were, but he was he played Eddie Moore, who was a writer. I don't remember who the other writer would have been. Uh, you said a repossessor, and I was thinking less than ethical, like bounty hunter type guy, like uh, the raccoon, Rocket Raccoon. Oh, okay. Um. Among some other things. Wasn't he an ex-athlete in uh, one of those Jennifer Lawrence movies? Silver Linings Playbook, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, possibly. And then he was a dancer. Yeah. Good guess. Uh, Adel, what did you come up with? At first, I thought Nicolas Cage because of like adaptation and just like the uh, as everything went by, I was like, I'm sure Nicolas Cage has had a long enough career to play all this. But then when you said Sniper... I thought Bradley Cooper because that was um, the Eastwood directed movie that um, is the only that I can think of that's not like um, what's the Banderas Stallone movie. I'm like that's the <laughs> right, it's it's not Leon the Professional and it's not Assassins with uh, with Banderas <laughs> right. and Stallone. I'm like that's the only other sniper sniper movie I think that exists. So I, I think it has to be Bradley Cooper. Well, you guys both came up with the same answer, and that is not the answer that I have. It's so, not, oh no! Let me know if you can make a case for all of these. Twice a what writer, twice a doctor. I'm looking for Grand Budapest Hotel and the series of unfortunate events. Twice a doctor was in Side Effects and Sherlock Holmes. Twice a captain in Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow and Black Sea. Twice a king, as in King Arthur, and The Rise of the Guardians. 
twice Lothario, but only once for the treasure. Uh, Alfie and artificial intelligence. Anybody yet? Less than ethical repossessor, repo men. I'm looking for Jude Law. Oh. Jude Law. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sniper, enemy at the oh, gates. Vasily Zaitsev. Soldier, Again. cold mountain, former swimmer, Gattaca. Yeah. Dang it. Yeah, I would never mm. have got that off of anything but Sniper. Seattle, this is why I write trivia questions and not riddles. It's way too difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I feel what like about most the of those fit for Bradley Jude Cooper, too. Law. Maybe yeah. once all of those things. But yeah, the Sniper <laughs> thing, I remember. The Sniper definitely would have, yeah. Too. Uh, that's funny how many of those hit Bradley Cooper as well, though. Yeah. I didn't even think about Bradley Cooper. Um, well, hey, my almost entire special features round was a whiff. <laughs> uh, I liked it. It was fun to yeah. listen to. Man, it, it's. I, I just want to say it's so cool and fun that the guy who's sitting directly next to you won the game um, and who can see your paper. I just want to say, like, I'm totally a good. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a good loser. And I'm like totally respectful, but I just want to say like that's so fun it's and just like it brings a smile so to my good. face to see that he's sitting right next to you and he ended up winning. So that I think that's I think just the audience <laughs> deserves to hear that and know that. But and I just think like, it's fun. Yeah, I just think that adds a fun little asterisk to the win of like, hey, you know, that's awesome. I love that you still have the lilt in your voice when I've never seen someone's eyebrows furrow into their eye sockets before. <laughs> that was a very impressive. <laughs> I need to see a doctor immediately. <laughs> no, he can't see my screen. He's on the other side of the I room. Can't. I can't. I'm like four feet away there. and it's turned but, around um... <laughs> to be fair. But I understand. Again, sometimes I understand sometimes these special feature rounds are harder than I intended them to be. Uh, I had fun writing them. But again, I'm not good at writing riddles. So... <laughs> And I will also say, in fairness, that the last, uh, the Orson Welles question, I only knew the answer to because of Mike Cameron, because he mm-hmm. mentioned it months ago when we had him on the show. He did, yeah. He and mentioned he that he mind. had been played by a few people uh, in different movies, so he may have written on that one. But anyways. Um, oh, so the co-host had some inside information. Cool. I think that's just great. That's awesome that that happened. <laughs> no, it's so fun. <laughs> And and I am totally willing to check out this movie. What'd you say it is? ROK24? That sounds like a real movie. Ar- I'll check it out. RKO. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up. It's a real movie. That sounds like a real no, movie. No. <laughs> guys, I believe you. I believe you. I know I'm crying blood through a smile, but listen. I believe that Zoom with Tim Allen is a real movie. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called RKO 281, came out in 1999. Liev Schreiber, John Malkovich, James Cromwell. Like, it's a. It's You're a just saying movie. names. Listen, if you guys want to cheat and that's how you win and that's how you belittle your guests, that's fine. That's what the podcast is. That's the whole Own it. point. Own it and let's move on. We just have people on so that we can make them feel bad about ourselves because that makes us feel better uh, uh, no man uh i uh anyways final score was paul with 65 adult with 45 which is a very respectable score <laughs> i was going through all of our old episodes recently and there were some <clears throat> that i didn't even hit 40 points so you did a great job and i hope you had fun can i can i i'm so sorry just because of the current climate can i have either 44 points or 46 points <laughs> okay sure you can have <laughs> thank you 47 i'll get i'll double yeah, any, anything yeah. but 45 <laughs> <laughs> that number is forever ruined for me. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so 65 to 48. Who cares? It's fine. Thank you. <laughs> Adel, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, th- I had a blast. Thank you, too, for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. You're welcome back anytime that you would like to play this game again. Um, anything that you would like to plug or shout out before we jump off? Um, please check out my new web series, Hughes on Firth. That'll be coming out this fall. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, you can check out Hey Riddle Riddle and Hello from the Magic Tavern. And I also do, there's a podcast I, I do with my sister that's maybe been on like a year and a half hiatus, um, oh, yeah. but we might pick it up at some point, but that's called Siblings Peculiar, pronounced Peculiar, spelled Peculiar. So yeah. um, that's all about conspiracy theories and everything. So that yeah, is check a fun out, one too. Yeah, I've heard that. Check out any of those and um, and hopefully you dig it. Uh, I do. I I forgot about that one because it doesn't pop up because there aren't any new episodes. But the JFK episode so on that one was oh with Joy Romaine bananas. <laughs> yeah. Joy Romaine is the, the the weirdest funniest human alive. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, everybody check out Adel's shows. Uh, and again, go look for the tickets for that live show on. Uh, oh the yeah, end of thank you. Yep, yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. Want to throw that link one more time? Yeah, you want to go to headgum.com/live headgum.com slash live paul you're today's winner um after a very challenging game how do you feel and is there anything that you would like to plug 
Um, I just want to say, uh, just you know, all in good faith, that I I did not cheat, <laughs> though I uh, though I, I understand your pain, and I I do hope that we can have you back on one of these uh, episodes where I'm actually skyped in, um, so that God, oh, so that there's I've, nothing I've, to say. <laughs> gotcha. I feel so bad. I will a hundred percent. I will a hundred percent be back on the show as long as Paul's not on it. <laughs> Maybe I'll host. Maybe I'll host. I'll host. I don't hold grudges. Uh, Paul can host next time, and I will record uh, from my bathroom or something. It'll yep. be fine. <laughs> uh, no, thanks to uh, the people who made Zoom and Cat in the Hat for only this, <laughs> only today's purposes, um, and thanks to my camera for giving me that Orson Welles tidbit. This entire episode has been 95% movies in my blind spot. I have the, every single movie listed besides the one I listed are like movies I have not even heard of. You'll hear of it uh, when they do the Criterion collection for Mike Myers' Cat in the Hat. You'll get a copy of it, I'm sure. The uh, Akira Kurosawa remake or whatever, director's mm-hmm, cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, guys, for a great game. Uh, I have been Sam, that has been Paul, and that has been Adel Rafai, and we have been the Hollywood Cast Connection. We'll see you guys next time. Oh.